For a happy life and a quiet mind, you need balance. You need to get your work done. You need to move your body, eat fresh vegetables, engage your mind in positive activities, and have fun. What does fun look like, you might ask? (laughs) For some of us, we've been so focused on everybody else for so long, we've forgotten how to have fun for ourselves. Or maybe the things that you enjoyed doing years ago don't work for you anymore. In today's episode, you get to put pleasure back on the list. From Maui, Hawaii, I'm Lucky, and this is Quiet Your Mind Shatter. Today, we are having a serious talk about fun. (laughs) My definition of fun is an uplifting, soul-satisfying experience that leaves you feeling lighter. This might sound easy enough for some of us, but for others, fun doesn't come so naturally. You might wonder, what does fun even look like? Let's figure that out by using one of today's wellness tools. Wellness tool, here we go. Create a pleasures list, then within the next 24 hours, engage in one of the activities on your list. This could be a scrap of paper you found in your purse or in your pocket or in your car, in your desk drawer, doesn't matter. Could be on your phone. Basically, you're starting a list of things that please you. Write down three of your dreamiest dreams and also write down three simple pleasures that take half an hour or less. Your dreamiest dreams could include an entire day of chilling at home, no chores allowed. Maybe you want to do a race car driving experience. Maybe one of your dreamiest dreams is to take a trip to a new place or an afternoon at the spa. But, but I don't have time for fun, your mind shatter, my protest. That's where your half hour or less pleasures come in. A lot of people are truly short on time. If, for example, you are the parent of small humans. (laughs) If you have little kids in your care, you are truly short on time. Or maybe you're someone's caretaker. You are caring for someone who is severely ill, who takes up so much of your time and energy. You can still create satisfying experiences without revamping your entire schedule. You don't need to hire a respite care provider or a nanny so that you can fly to Vegas for the week. After you get your people down for a nap, you can postpone your other responsibilities. I know you have lots of responsibilities. You can put those off just for a few minutes. Put your favorite song on your phone, sit down, just for the length of that song, give yourself a massage. Just reach around, massage your shoulder. I really like a scalp massage. Rub your temples for the duration of the song. Voila, you have created a pocket of me time. Congratulations. That's what I'm talking about when I say write down three half hour or less pleasures. Maybe you want to watch funny pet videos. They just totally crack you up, but you don't allow yourself to watch them because you have so much other work to do and that seems silly. Write that on your list. 
funny pet videos. Set a timer for 10 minutes and laugh at those silly animals for 10 minutes. You deserve it. Take a break. One of the easiest pleasures is to drink a cup of tea. Sometime between now and this time tomorrow, if that sounds pleasurable to you, set the water on to boil, peruse your selection of tea bags, and as the tea steeps, sit down with your favorite magazine that you have not read in so long. Sip, read, relax, allow this time to nourish you. You don't need hours and hours to relax. Maybe you do. Maybe you'll get that at some point. But in the meantime, choose many pleasures. M-I-N-I. Many pleasures. Miniature pleasures throughout the week. Just little pockets of 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Where you choose an activity to the best of your ability. You turn off that mind chatter that's telling you, you don't have time for this. Tell yourself, I do have time for this. Set your timer for however long, 20 minutes read that book of poetry or whatever it is that nourishes you. It may be inevitable that some of your days are jam-packed and you really just don't have time to sit down for five minutes. That's realistic. Sometimes that's, that's totally fine. But it is not for your highest good. It is not for anyone's highest good for you to race through every day from sunup to sundown without claiming any time to yourself ever. When you look at your schedule through a lens of self-kindness, I bet you can find some non-essentials that you can either condense or skip in order to create a few pockets of time for pleasure. You are worthy of a fun life. Not next year, not after the kids are grown and the mortgage is paid off. Now. God created you with desires because God wants you to pursue those desires. You are destined to do what makes you happy. Next, you're going to turn your attention to the biggies on the list. You want an entire day to yourself at home. No one's bothering you. You don't have any chores. Or maybe it's spa day. Or maybe you want to do that race car driving experience. Or you want to go up in a hot air balloon. Ask the universe to take care of the hows, as in how I ever find the time and the money to make the biggies on my list come true. Leave the details to the universe, to God, to life, whatever term it is that you use for that loving life force that creates synchronicities and miracles that you alone can never create. You have already actually taken the first step and partnering with God to make your dreams reality. When you wrote down your pleasures list, you supplied God with the vision. Now it's God's turn to get busy coordinating the people and the events to coalesce for your highest good. So you've got your list together. You've got the more challenging ones. You've got the easier ones to achieve. And you've started doing the easy ones. You've actually accomplished sitting down and having a cup of tea and reading a whole entire magazine article from beginning to end. Good job. (laughs) Now you're moving on to the items on your pleasures list that require more prep work. Maybe you want to go for a bike ride. Maybe going for a bike ride sounds really fun. You put it on your pleasures list, but 
your bike is in the garage behind a mountain of junk. Even though the bike ride sounds fun, dealing with all the junk in your garage in order to dig all that out and get to your bike, that does not sound fun. Take a deep breath and repeat after me. I am worth the effort. Yes, sometimes fun requires effort. I love to travel and it can be a major hassle. Making the arrangements, major hassle sometimes. Being exhausted from long hours in transit and from not being able to sleep enough in the new time zone, that's not fun for me. However, even though some parts can be challenging, I have been getting better at staying open to pleasure even within those challenging parts. When I am making travel plans, sometimes I'm on hold for a while. After I've been on hold for a while, when the agent gets on the line, I find pleasure in speaking to that agent. I realize it's not his fault. He's shown up at work to help me. He's out of his control how long I was on hold. So I find pleasure in treating him as a human. I speak kindly. I ask about his day. I ask about where he lives and what's the weather like there. I've had some interesting conversations with people from all over the world, simply asking them about the weather. (laughs) That brings me pleasure. Think a happy thought while we take a break. If you receive an insight from today's episode, you are enlightened. Or if you just like hearing the sound of my voice, review, (laughs) review this podcast and share it on social media blessing others with wellness tools to quiet their mind chatter. On long travel days, I have found pleasure in making a game out of inspiring my fellow humans to smile. When I flew to Japan recently on the long flight, I (laughs) periodically would get up and walk the aisle and smile at people. And a lot of times when I smile at people, they smile back. I made a game out of it. I am an aisle walker. That's what I do on the plane. I'm not good at sitting for long periods of time. I don't have to be good at sitting for long periods of time. Yes, once in a while I have a flight and there's turbulence and I need to stay buckled up. That's fine. But most of the time there is plenty of time on the flight to walk the aisle. So I spend lots of time walking the aisle. I act really goofy. I stretch my arms. I stretch my legs People look at me, there's not a whole lot of things to look at on the flight. And if this woman is walking around stretching and looking kind of goofy, it makes sense that people are going to look at me. I accept that. But instead of feeling weird, I decided I'm going to use this time to smile at people, to show kindness. Because when I smile at people and they smile back, I feel really good. And sometimes it's really interesting because I see people on the plane who don't look like me. Uh, Men, for example, who are older or people who are bald, or people who are of a different color, or people who dress way different than I do, if I can catch their eye when I'm walking around, stretching, I smile at them, and almost always they smile back, and it makes me feel really good. So by the end of a long flight, I have exchanged smiles with a lot of people on that plane. Makes me feel really good. 
I think it makes them feel good too. I've never taken a survey at the end of the flight and said, hey, raise your hand if me walking around (laughs) smiling at you made you feel better. But I'm guessing that that is true. So let's get back to your bike excavation. You can enjoy your time digging out your bike from the junk in your garage. As you're shuffling around all the belongings in your garage, you can put your playlist on shuffle and rock out to your favorite tunes. You could also listen to an amazing audiobook. You could have a really long, lovely phone call with one of your favorite humans. All good options to enjoy the process of cleaning the junk out of your garage to get to your bike. You truly can enjoy the journey. Part of enjoying the journey is setting realistic expectations. When you are getting ready to launch into a multi-part task, whether it's pursuing one of your pleasures, one of the bigger pleasures on your list, or any kind of project that takes multiple steps, if you break it up into multiple days and in your head or even on your calendar, right from the get-go before you even get started, you set realistic expectations, that's going to help you make that project more enjoyable. You can schedule half hour chunks on your calendar, one hour chunks, whatever works for you. Fictional beliefs will set you up for failure and all the emotions that come along with failure. If you decide, I'm going to spend this afternoon, I'm going to figure out all the junk in the garage, deal with it, get my bike ready. And then you fall short of that because instead of the chore taking three hours, which you want that to happen, even though that's not reality, if the chore actually requires 16 hours of time, maybe you'll spend two hours a weekend over the next couple of months to get it done. That's realistic. If you think you're going to do it in a four-hour chunk of time in one afternoon and you fall short of that, you're not a superhero that you wanted to be. Mind chatter can blast you with shame that you failed. Set up realistic expectations, enjoy yourself along the journey, and celebrate. Feel good along the way. When you are making progress towards your goal, hey, I did two hours this Saturday, I got started on it. Getting started can be the hardest part. You did it. You got started. You made progress. Yay, yay. Do your victory dance. Do your progress dance. Seriously, give yourself a pat on the back. With a big smile, release yourself from garage, bike, duty until the next time you schedule it on your calendar. If you're into your two-hour block of time that you scheduled, time's up and you want to keep going, you're in the groove by all means, Keep on keeping on as long as it feels good and it's not forced. No lying to yourself. For years, in order to reach my productivity goals, I manipulated myself pretty much on a daily basis. I would begin an unappealing chore by promising that I only had to get started. You can finish it later, I told myself. Once I got started, however, my internal bait and switcher would hold me prisoner until the entire project was completed. This was a mismanagement of power. It contributed to an extremely high level of productivity, but I started to distrust myself. My sense of wholeness was damaged because one part of me was trying to dominate another part. 
If you wrote on your calendar, work for half an hour on the task, then work for 30 minutes and feel good about it. Don't beat yourself up for quitting after half an hour. Give yourself kudos. Your job is to commit to doing the footwork. You schedule doable chunks of time to chip away at the job, and then you let the process unfold however it unfolds. You're going to allow the universe to sprinkle your path with unexpected blessings and allow the job to take however long it takes. I usually don't agree with God's timing. God is much slower than me, and I have learned that I often don't know what's best for me. Maybe it is best that I spend two months planning my trip abroad instead of two weeks, which is my preference. Maybe when I finally book my flight, the person who really needs to smile books herself on that same flight. In our playful exchange of kindness, I smile at her, she smiles at me as I'm walking the aisle 50 times throughout the flight. Maybe in that playful exchange, God shows her that she is loved. Maybe that's why everything took so freaking long for me to book that flight. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm learning to trust. I don't know how it all works, but I do know that you and I deserve to be happy. That's not going to happen unless we partner with God to make it happen. Write down your pleasures list. Take the steps to make those pleasures become real. As much as you can, as often as possible, enjoy yourself while you're moving toward your end goals. Next hurdle, what if after all that trouble you go to, to dig your bike out from the garage, you don't actually like bike riding? You think the seat's uncomfortable, you feel ridiculous wearing the helmet, the traffic scares you, now what? Don't set that bike out to the curb just yet, but also don't force yourself to sign up for your neighbor's Road Warriors Bike Club. Let the experience settle for a few days. Take some time to reflect. Journal about your feelings. You can do this through writing or by creating a video or an audio recording. Was riding your bike unpleasant because the biking itself is really, truly not a good fit for you? Or did biking bring up other issues that don't feel good? That's our second wellness tool for today. Conduct a self-inquiry to discern your true feelings. If you try an activity from your pleasures list and you have mixed feelings about it, explore those feelings by journaling. Again, through writing or through making a selfie video or an audio recording of yourself. That's the first day. You get your thoughts out on record. The second day, after you've let some time pass, review your journal entry. Read it out loud, watch the video, listen to the audio recording. Allowing some time between the creation and review can offer you an insightful perspective. As a girl, I loved riding my bike around my neighborhood. When I got to high school, it was suddenly uncool, put my bike away. As an adult, I tried biking again, bought a new bike. I was all excited about it. The first time I went out on that new bike, I hated it. And I realized later after some reflection that it wasn't the actual biking that I hated, but it made me feel like a wimp. (laughs) Up until that point, I had thought of myself as reasonably in shape. I didn't think of myself as an athlete, but I didn't think of myself as a total wimp. This was in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio. 
and I was riding around the roads. There were some hills. And man, when I was going up those hills, my lungs were screaming for air. I could not breathe. My thighs were burning. I did not like feeling like a wimp. By the end of that first summer, I'd gotten more in shape and I realized I actually did like biking. My favorite part, the trees. Oh my goodness. Such wonderful trees in Ohio. All along all the roadsides, deciduous trees, so many beautiful leaves. In the fall when they changed colors, mm, I totally love that. I was thankful that I had not quit biking right away, right after that first humbling road trip. <laughs> I allowed myself the space to realize that it wasn't the biking that I disliked. It was the ego deflation that accompanied the biking. When I started to allow myself to be where I was and to do what I was capable of doing, then I was able to start finding pleasure. When you're experimenting with things on your pleasures list, if at first glance you don't find an activity pleasurable, give it some thought before writing it off. Hold on to your sun hat. We're taking a quick break. For more tips on how to hush up that mind chatter, connect with me through wellnesswithlucky.com on YouTube and Facebook at wellnesswithlucky or on Instagram at, you guessed it, wellnesslucky. Before I left for my trip to Japan, I had major anxiety. After some introspection, I realized that it wasn't the whole trip that I was afraid of. I was specifically having anxiety around public transit. I grew up in the suburbs. We drove cars. Up until my trip to Japan, I hadn't really used public transit a whole lot. And the whole trip, I was going to be on trains and buses. It was really freaking me out. Through some journaling, I realized this isn't a deal breaker. I decided to grow in confidence. That was my goal. By the end of the trip, I was going to be more confident about using public transit. And that's exactly what happened. I got better at it. Now, when I think about traveling abroad, I think, nah, I can do that. It takes some effort. It takes some thought. It doesn't come naturally to me to figure out the different schedules and how to change trains, especially if people are speaking a different language. But I did it last time. And based on that experience, I know I can do a good job of it and do it again. I'm thankful that I didn't quit biking when it was unpleasant right off the bat. I'm thankful that I didn't cancel my trip because it wasn't feeling good in the moment thinking about it. I let things settle and unfold, and I'm, I'm glad for both of those experiences. However, sometimes one of the pleasures on your pleasure list might be a non-starter. For me, this was horseback riding. A while ago, I was coming up with a new pleasures list. I realized that I was working too much. I needed to de-stress. And I thought, ah, animals, I love animals. When I had cats and dogs, they were really therapeutic. And I thought, horses, maybe I can go horseback riding. I put that on my list. I let it unfold. I didn't force it. I didn't start Googling horse stables right away. A few weeks later, I was talking with a friend and she started talking about her horse. Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. I met her on the farm where she has her horse and immediately realized, I am afraid of this horse. This does not feel good to me. (laughs) So through that process, I realized horses, I love them from afar. They are so beautiful when I'm over here and they are out there in the field. (laughs) 
And that's fine. I ended up having a really good time with my friend. I didn't really know her that well before that, but we spent half a day together on that farm and it was really nice getting to know her. Unexpected blessings came out of that and I realized, eh, horses, not for me. Your journey will be different from mine. Your desires will be different. Your challenges, your ahas will be different. But our worthiness, we are same, same in that. We both deserve to feel good and to have a quiet mind. When you are engaged in an activity that is pumping your heart with pleasure, your mind chatter will fall away because you will have safely landed in the present moment. As I wrap up today's episode, let me remind you that you are worthy of happiness. You get to have fun. You get to experience pleasure, little pleasures throughout the week, and biggies that you get a plan for and look forward to. You don't have to do it alone. You have got a resourceful higher power eager to support the realization of your dreams. Do you want to connect more deeply with yourself and with the people in your life? Here's what I suggest. Propose to your friends an eight-week wellness challenge to move through my coaching book, Willing Souls, How to Brave Uncertainty and Find Peace. My book unfolds in 16 short chapters Each chapter is focused on a different area of self-development. At the end of each chapter, everyone in your group will work through the journal prompts and the action steps. Each week, you all can flow through two chapters, then meet in person or do a video chat. In essence, you're creating a pop-up support group to offer each other love and accountability as you do the footwork to choose freedom. At the sweet conclusion of your eight weeks, you will be closer to each other and more in alignment with your true self. If you do video chats, send me an invitation. I am excited to pop in and meet with everyone. If you plan a girlfriend trip to Maui to celebrate the completion of your eight-week wellness challenge, sweet! I will meet you all on the beach for a victory dance. You can order my book on wellnesswithlucky.com or on Amazon. Amazon.